If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Oh, man, what a day. So much to cover. And you're like, hey, it's just, it's just Wednesday. It's just Wednesday. But I, I promise you're going to cover a lot. We're going to co- we'll talk more about the cheating scandal. We'll talk about Luke Keekly. And I've got a, I got a, a hot take on Luke Keekly there. And I think it's going to be one that we're not going to like. I'm going to talk a little bit about my draft yesterday. And then, of course, I've got some DFS golf to cover. But I want to start with something that's out there in the Twitter world. So let me look it up. Uh, Because you guys have to see this. Okay, here it is. So Pro Football Focus put out a tweet. Jeff Ratcliffe actually put out a tweet. And it says, and you can check it out here, we have a pretty cool opportunity to work full-time in fantasy. PFF is looking to hire a social media lead. This person will handle all of our fantasy-related social media channels along with the potential, the potential to write fantasy content for us as well. And then there's a link to the jobs. And you go through it. And I think a lot of people at this point are excited. They, like Pro Football Focus, I've always wanted to work in fantasy. This is my dream job. This is speaking to me. I'm good at social media. I love fantasy. I love it all. And then they click. And it says it's a full-time position with a salary range of 30 to 35K. And then it goes the responsibilities, the skills, 
the qualifications. And it says it's a full-time position with a salary range of 30 to 35 K with benefits package based in Cincinnati, Ohio. At this point, the Twitter world goes insane. They are bashing this, bashing this thing. Sounds like a great opportunity for a young kid looking to break through if I lived in Cincinnati. Right? Then Jeff says you can't do it remotely. Of course, somebody says, hey, this would be great if I could live. A- Bummer that you have to have parents in the Cincinnati area whose basement you can live in. That was a good line, by the way. I, I like that line. Then some guy writes, 30 35K to work full-time as both a copywriter and graphic designer. This is a shamefully low offer. So, look. What can I tell you? The fantasy sports industry is not one where you're going to get rich. I'm telling you that straight up. I've been in the industry for a very long time. You do... I'm going to give you a great piece of advice. And it was one given to me by an old head of school that I had years ago. I go into school because I want to teach. I'll tell you a little background here. I was a lawyer and I didn't want to be a lawyer anymore. And, you know, and then I went to the business world a little bit, but I always wanted to be a teacher. I did. I always wanted to be a teacher. So I went to my old private school the one that I went to as a kid. And I walked inside and asked the headmaster for a job. And graciously, he gave me an opportunity. And then when he told me how much I was going to get paid, I literally, vomit started to come out of my throat and up my nose. You know, he's like, what? I mean, it was like, seriously, I think it was like 20K. That's what he offered me. And he goes, well, I'm not going to pay that much because you don't, you don't know if you like it or not. You want to stick with it. Now, I ended up signing for 25K. That is true. 25K was my first contract teaching. And then I went to my old biology teacher. And I said to him, Mr. So-and-so, because I don't want to really put his name on the air. How can you afford to live like this? And he looked in the eye and said, I have two words for you. Outside interests. And it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, okay. I got to figure out a way to su- support myself. Then my headmaster says to me, these are the words. So these all the advice I'm giving you here. Say, say from them. One is outside interests. And two, he says to me, if you love what you do, you'll figure out a way. If you love what you do, you will figure out a way. And you know what? He was right. I figured out a way to work in education and in fantasy. It is, t- it is not easy. It is not an easy road. But I found that way. So as opposed to poo-pooing Jeff Ratcliffe and saying, it's not enough money, how about saying, this is a foot in the door. And do you know how many of us worked for Nothing. Dude, I worked for nothing for years, and many people know what I'm talking about. Most of us know what we're talking about. We made nothing. I actually lost money. I stopped to pay to rent a studio so I could go on air. I actually lost money when I started in this industry because I had to go on air because I wasn't in the studio when it was in New York. 
and I had to rent out the studio in Florida so I could get, patch in to the studio in New York. And I had to have a guy sit there for me, and I had to pay that dude. But if I didn't do that, I'm not here right now, right? You got to do what you got to do. You want to get in the industry? You get in the industry. You figure out a way, and you figure out a way to make it work. Whether it's outside interests or whether it's the passion that you have, you will make it work. And that's the lesson for today. Find something you love and kill it and do really well at it. And if you do that, you will be successful in anything you do. All right, I just thought that was a real interesting story and I saw that on Twitter and I thought of the whole fantasy industry. It's not easy to get in here and you're not getting rich here, but you love it and we're passionate about it. All right, gonna take a little break. When we come back, Luke Keekley and why I'm afraid for football. When we return right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh! 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Dr. Oda here with Full-Time Fantasy. By the way, Sean, I'm telling you, Rocky is my favorite series of movies. I know some people like Star Wars. Right. Some people like Indiana Jones. Mine is Rocky. No argument for me. No way. I love it. Uh, I like it. I'm did a, I ever tell I'm you I met Dolph? Guy, or or you, Star Trek. You, you like Star Wars or you don't? No, I, I like it, but I'm not like, like uh, you know, super like obsessed with it. Right. My, my kids are. By the way, did I ever tell you I, I knew Dolph Lundgren? I used to work out at my you gym. did not. Dude. First of all, he's the biggest guy I've ever seen up close. I mean, I've seen football players. Dolph was bigger. But, dude, Dolph was so big. I'm, we were at the gym one day, and he sees this girl. And he gives her a look. She gives him a look. Let's just say they both left the gym two seconds. That dude got action. Really? Oh, well, yeah. Back in his heyday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know who else used to work out in my gym? Fabio used to work out in my gym. Fabio, Fabio? Ladies loved him, yeah. Yeah, ladies loved him. He used to look himself in the mirror so much, dude, as he was lifting. I was like, I thought he was going to kiss himself in the mirror. That's how many times he looked at him. And you know who else worked out there that I can remember? Probably more guys. Nicolas Cage worked out there before he was doing uh, Con Air. Remember he went and got yeah, Dick for Con dude, Air? Yeah, I do, Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> His career. Uh... Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Went downhill. Yes, it did, quickly. All right, guys. So let's talk about something that's very sad to me. Luke Keekley retires from football. So firstly, anybody who doesn't think that he's a Hall of Famer, you are sadly mistaken. This guy's a Hall of Fame career, even though it wasn't the longest career. I think we have to readjust career lengths now. This is a much more violent game with many more injuries. Guys are 10 times bigger than they were. And I think we have to readjust the amount of time. I think we have to look at the quality of play more than the length of time. You know the old days, oh, he played 15 years. Yeah, that qualified you. Oh, 10, 12 years. I don't know. You, you have a career like he did in eight years? I think that's close enough. Because he was pretty much all pro seven of the eight years. Wasn't he something like that? Rookie of the year, player of the year, defensive player of the year. I mean, what more could this dude have done? Nothing. Nothing. Fantastic player. And if you watch his video, it is absolutely sad. It is sad because you kind of just feel he didn't want to do this, but he felt like he had to. So here is my latest and greatest hot take on this. I am worried, deeply worried about the game of football. I'm going to tell you why. I believe that moving forward, guys are going to sign that first rookie contract, whether it's four or five years, depending on when you're drafted, and they're going to, get, they're going to stay for one more mega deal. One more mega deal. They're going to get their $54 million for six years, which is all bogus, by the way. Because the $54 million for six years is meaningless. It's about the guaranteed dollars, right? $54 million, six years, $34 million guaranteed. Boom. That's the number, $34 mil. 
They signed for the 34 mil, and there's no next contract. And they get out. And do you know why they get out? They get out to stay healthy. They get out because they want to play with their children. They get out because they want to play with their grandchildren. They get out because they know. They know that even on plays where they don't have concussions, they still took wax to the head, to the brain. Right? The ones who can get out, get out. Luke Keekley will end up on the NFL Network, on Fox. He'll end up somewhere. He'll end up coaching. Who knows where he'll end up? But Luke Keekley will have a career in football somewhere. I promise you that. Maybe he's a head coach. Maybe he's a defensive coordinator. Maybe he's on Fox. Maybe he's on ESPN because that Booger McFarlane might be the worst guy in the history of of TV. Literally, the, the worst announcer in the history of TV. But Luke Keekley will be part of this game. He will. He'll be part of this game. And he deserves to be, by the way. Because I want his info. I want Tony Romo's info. And if Andrew Luck wanted to be on TV, I'd want his info. Because they make me smarter. And maybe they go on to careers... Maybe it's TV, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's radio, but it's certainly not another contract in the NFL because here's what happens in that next contract. They treat you like crap. Maybe you sign one more deal. So let's see. You were 21 years old. You had the five-year contract, so now you're 26 if you're drafted in the first round. But let's, let's just say you're second round. So you're 25. You sign the six-year deal. You're 31. Now you're 31, you're now moving for, your, for another team, and they treat you like crap, right? Maybe you stay there a year, maybe you don't. They call you old, they phase you out. You're just not relevant anymore. You're just not relevant anymore. So my children go to this, used to go to this great pediatrician in town. A great guy, really smart. I liked him so, so much. And I said to him, Dr. So-and-so, why are you retiring? And he said two reasons. One, I've never met anybody who didn't enjoy retirement. And two, I wanted to get out before I started to make mistakes. I wanted to get out when I was still on the top of my game. I didn't want to start messing up. And then, right, people would get bad advice. Isn't that the same thing that Luke Keekley is doing? Isn't he getting out before he starts tarnishing his, his name? Oh, Luke Keekley looks like he lost a step. Oh, Luke Keekley, he's not tackling as much as he could. Because Luke Keekley's taken a pounding for the last God knows how many years. And by the way, just because he's been in football for eight or nine years doesn't mean he didn't play in college. And doesn't mean he didn't play in high school. What kind of pounding is this guy taking for all these years? I mean, this guy's body's got to be like a body of a 70-year-old. So I feel terribly because, yes, I want to see Luke Keekley play. 
I want to pay to see him play. He's worth every penny. But can I blame him for retiring? No, I can't. He's getting out at the top of his game before the downhill slide comes. As far as I know, he can still walk. As far as I know, no problem with concussions. As far as I know, he can get a job doing something else in the field he loves. So I just have a feeling that this won't be the last of the early retirements. We've got to do better for our players. I really believe we've got to do better for these players. Now, I think the NFL has started to do that. When a guy like Carson, and by the way, let's talk about Carson Wentz for a second. The doctor called him a hero for getting out of that game. Do you think Eagle fans call him a hero? Or do they say, hey, Joker, get back in there. You suck. Hey, you're such a blank. If you weren't such a blank, you'd be playing right now. Well, if he was such a blank, you know, if he played, maybe he wouldn't know his kids' names in 10 years. Maybe he had scrambled eggs up there. So can you blame him? I don't think you can. I really feel as we move forward, you're going to see guys hold out for the one great contract. Right? The one great contract. It's going to change this game. Because people are going to see Andrew Luck, people are going to see Luke Keekley, and they're going to realize, wow, these guys got out. Maybe that's a smart thing to do. Now, some guys won't. Some guys won't because they'll need the money. Some of us always need the money. But, but some of those guys are going to leave, and it's probably going to be some of the great players. Sad, but it's true. And we're just going to have to figure out a way to pick up the pieces as fans. All right? Going to take a little time out when we come back. There was a baseball draft yesterday, and I was in it. Did I screw it up badly? Maybe, maybe not. Back right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, you want to be the next daily fantasy legend, go for the green with DailyRoto.com this fantasy golf season. For a limited time, get free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS product, including fantasy projections, powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and, of course, the DailyRoto.com fantasy golf optimizer. So don't lay up. Go for the green with Daily Roto. Head to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code GREEN to access your free seven-day golf membership. That is DailyRoto.com, promo code GREEN for your free trial, DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So, Sean, you don't think that Luke Keekley and Andrew Luck did the right thing. That's what you're saying to me during break. No, I said Andrew Luck and Luke Keekley are different. Luke Keekley had three documented concussions in his career. And one, in fact, 2016, if you remember, he looked like, oh, my God, he looked like he was in another world, right? I'm surprised right. he came back from that. He witnessed his play drop off this year because he can't play the same aggressive style that he was used to. And thus, he had to retire due to the fact that the next concussion might permanently damage his brain. Right. He couldn't play at the same level that he wanted to, and he got out before it was too late. Agreed? Uh, Agreed. Okay. Now, why is Andrew Luck different? Because your brain's different. Your brain's different than a a knee. Your brain's different than a shoulder, right? So, would you, if I told you, you can't walk again from the time you're 50 years old on, you're okay with that? That's not a given, though. That's not a given. But it is a given. That's that's so the guy was the guy was pounded, exaggerated. I've I've I don't think so. I've seen I've seen ex football players, and and not everyone walks with a limp. There is an old Sports Illustrated article about Cincinnati Bengals. Most old people walk with a limp, by the way. I, I just okay, want to put that out there. Most there was a people who don't even play article. football get I live in Florida. I know people who walk with limps. Lip is yes, listen to me. old people who okay, never now, played football. So that's over-exaggerated. Listen, listen, there was a Sports Illustrated article from about the Cincinnati uh, Bengals who were in the Super Bowl. I think it was like in the, in the, in the 80s, right? 88, 89. Every single person on that team couldn't walk except for Boomer Esiason. Every single one had health issues. 
why is why would we push Andrew Luck out there if this is a bright not guy us, wait, wait, who's articulate? If you love the game of football, what I'm saying is he did not love the game of football. Well, Luke Keekley loves the game of football. They're different. He cannot continue anymore because of his brain. Whereas Andrew Luck has an option to continue. He just didn't love the game and he gave it up. He quit. I don't think any of these. I don't. I don't agree with you. I think Andrew Luck loved the game because I don't think you play it. I think he played. Hurt he made his money way and he more got than out. you think he did. You're acting no, like I he made he, money. Every, like every a NFL player. Quit. Every NFL player who plays hurt. That's, Didn't he have that's major injuries? Luck. Luck had major injuries with his arms. So does he every. Move his arm. Yes. How about He's Cam a quarterback Newton? who couldn't throw. Cam Newton's the same way. He's still playing. Because he loves well, the game. Okay. And you know what? Is Cam Newton going to play effectively? The guy's foot is a problem. He's made some money. Would you think Cam Newton's got a long career ahead of him? Uh, I don't know. That, that's or, a, that's or, a good question. Here's that's the a difference. Question. And Cam Newton is the kind of guy who needs a limelight, dude. Andrew Luck doesn't. I don't Luke disagree Keekley with that. Doesn't. I don't disagree Cam with that. Needs, Cam needs his face on a Gatorade bottle. That's why those guys play. Oh, dude, that's the difference. I, I think he loves the game as well, though. Maybe, maybe not, but he loves being Cam Newton. I don't think Andrew Luck loves the game. I don't think Andrew Luck needs to be Captain Andrew Luck. I don't think he needs to be recognized at, at a, a local Olive Garden to make his life. Cam Newton lives for that crap. You don't agree? I don't disagree. I just I don't think that's relevant to the conversation, though. I don't think that... I think, it, of course it is. No, it's not. It's not. Yes, it is. It, oh, it my is. God. People retire for different reasons. You retire because you're injured, or you don't retire for certain reasons. You hang on because you want to be in the limelight. Look at Vince Carter. The dude's like 87 years old. He still plays in the NBA. Give it up. Yeah, he is. He's still, he's still good. Not good, but, I mean, he's athletic. He's, he's not good. good. He, he can still like dunk, 17, which is amazing. He can still dunk. He played, okay, but he doesn't want to give it up. He doesn't want to give up the career. He's hanging on. Dude, he plays like 11 minutes a night for, like, the Sacramento Kings or something like that. Or the Grizzlies, or whatever team he's on now. He's been on 75 teams already. Give it up. There's no shame in retiring at your peak. Uh, who said that? I mean, that's a different. Me, audience. I said that. I mean, I said that. There's no shame. Andrew in that. Luck played like three or like four more years ball. in the retire. He retired at 29. Uh, maybe, maybe, Two maybe, weeks maybe the his shoulder would let it. Yeah. Okay, but okay. Well, let me ask you that question. Fact. What what it's week three and now all of a sudden he, he can't do it anymore. Does he quit then? Is that well, better? He can rehab and try to come back. He's not going to retire in week three. You know what I mean? Well, then he, it's a whole nother season. So you think he could? He's perfectly able and uh, to play. He just he just does not want to risk injury going forward. Is that what it is? With yes. 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 Because he knows his next injury could really be bad. Yes. Because he knows that one more injury, just like Luke Keekley, it could be that shoulder isn't responding anymore, and he can't throw a right. ball with his kid. Look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was one hit away from being paralyzed or his neck broken. I mean, look what he put himself through just to get back on the football field. Right, now, that's a guy who loves something. the game. Look at look, Brett Favre, I need you to another do, guy. I need that's you to a guy do something. Can look you... at Tom Brady, 42 years old, wants to play till 45. They love the game. Andrew Luck did no, not love the game. No, but Tom Brady's in great There's shape. There's a difference. Tom Brady's in great shape, and he changed his diet 42 around. Year old. You just made fun of Vince Carter for being an old man. Tom Brady's an old man, but, too. He is an old man. Oh, let he me ask played you this. like it this year. Sean, listen to me a second. Okay, I need you to put yourself in a different body. I want you to now imagine you're married with three kids. Sean Jr., little Seanita, and Sean Sean. Okay? <laughs> Seanita, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Now, you want to play football with them one day because you're a player. 
but you know that if you have another injury, you're not going to be able to move your arm. Does that change your life in any way that you want to be a better dad to your children? Ask Peyton Manning that. That's a good question for Peyton Manning because he put his body through that, knowing that he had kids. He had three kids. Right, but now right. Peyton Manning and he retired. He went out there, he had the surgery, and he played. Well, he did, but he didn't play for that long. And when he and was that's done, that's a little he was dramatic done. too. The next he, he could have hung on. That, you know, could, you're not going to be able to move Peyton your Manning arm. Have hung on for, wait, wait. Peyton Manning also retired early. He could have hung on for no, two he, or three more no, years. No, no, no. He couldn't have. No, he was no, finished. He was thrown like uh, little, little like you a know. duck out yeah. there. <laughs> he was. Right. He was he's throwing a five-yard pass. Exactly. Yeah. So he was done. He loved the game. He did love the game. Andrew Luck did not love the game. The game was right, but I think it changed. They have to cart you off, man. Is that how you feel? You want to be carted off? Yeah. Jim Kelly, dude, that's the saddest thing ever. I know it was. That guy's had cancer of everything. Oh, no, 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 no. Have you seen what he looks like? No, I know. know. It's sad, yeah. No, but his career ended when he was, like, hitting the head, and and he couldn't continue anymore after that. I know. It's pretty sad. All right. Speaking of things that were not sad. Fair point, Doc. Okay. Thank you. All right. So I actually listened to my friend Gray Albright yesterday. I just need you to know that. I listened to him. I did not take Jared Cole. So to everybody out there who listened to me, I want to apologize to you. I didn't lie. I just changed my mind because I realized I was wrong. But I will tell you that Cole went pick eight. So here's how the first round went in yesterday's FSGA draft. First pick was Mike Trout. Now, that actually surprised me. I would have taken Acuna. For sure, I would have taken Acuna one. But Trout went one, Acuna two, Yelich three, Mookie Betts four, and I did suck it up, and I took Cody Bellinger. I went against – I listened to Gray. If I bring a guest on my show, I might as well listen to my guest, right? Especially when a guest is smarter than I am. So I took Bellinger. And interestingly enough, who did he say was the other person that I should have taken? He said Trevor Story. Who went pick six? Trevor Story. That was very prophetic of him. I don't even think he knew that. Then went Juan Soto, Jared Cole, Francisco Lindor, Alex Bregman, Trey Turner, and then a bunch of pitchers went. Jacob deGrom. Last to 12. I don't think that'll happen. Max Scherzer, 13. And then Colton and the Wolfman and Stacey Stern take Walker Bueller and Justin Verlander. Two great pitchers there. They've done that before. They actually won the league a couple of years ago doing something similar. Taking two pitchers. And most of the time it actually works out for them. So, what did I do in round two? Well, I kind of listened to Gray, but I didn't. I didn't take Aaron Judge. Even because remember I wanted to take Aaron Judge, and Gray's like, don't do it, you're an idiot. He wanted me to take JD Martinez, and maybe I should have. But instead I took Rafael Devers. Because third base is not easy to find, and I wanted one of the really good ones. So I started out with Bellinger and Devers. I was really debating, and the truth of the matter was, I wasn't going to take J.D. Martinez. Had I not taken Devers, I would have come back and taken Shane Bieber because I have Bieber fever. I would have done that. So I took Bellinger and Devers, and then in round three, Bieber goes 
three picks before me, I was crestfallen, but I sucked it up and took Blake Snell in round three. So I got the starter that I needed, right? Because you got to have at least one starter. Otherwise, you're done in today's fantasy baseball world. So I was Bellinger, Devers, Snell. I think I could live with that. I think I could live with that start. Is it perfect? No. I think I would have liked to have been Bellinger, Devers, Bieber. But I can, I can get behind Blake Snell. And remember what I told you guys. What was, my, what was my rule? Pick guys on good teams. For the most part, as we go through it, you will see I did that. I will break down this draft more tomorrow. But you will see I was good to my word. Now, maybe there was like one or two guys. We've only gone through 11 rounds. We haven't finished a draft yet. Draft is going out in Vegas during the FSGA. But for the most part, there's maybe one or two guys out of 11 not on good teams. I try to find guys. I try to be true to you there. All right, we're going to take a little time out. When we come back, DFS Golf. Love it. My favorite with Jeff Bergerson from Fantasy Golf Insider. It's the American Express Open. I need to be a rich friend. We'll figure it all out with Jeff when we return right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. It's Dr. Roto with you here. And you know it's time now. It's Wednesday at 2.40, so you know it's time for my favorite DFS golf segment with my friend Jeff Burgesson from Fantasy Golf Insider. Jeff, you did really well last week. I was, uh, your core was excellent. It was a great week for GPPs. Uh, I really like the start of the season uh, kicking off these events because I feel like some you know, just average uh, DFS uh, golf players are just kind of tuning back in from football. So we've been there the whole time. We know who is playing well throughout the fall season when not too many people are watching. So we usually get off to a really good start. All right. This weekend is a little dicey because it's the American Express Open. Of course, it's been named like 17 things over the last 16 years. But we've got three courses, La Quinta, the Nicholas, and the Stadium, Am I wrong for wanting to put most of my guys starting at La Quinta if I'm doing my lineups? Yeah, over the past four years, I did some research into that and found that the the players who do the best, who end up highest on the leaderboards, do tend to start on the two easier courses. La Quinta has had the most top 25 finishers followed kind of closely by the Nicholas course. So it, it, it appears that guys do much better when they start out stronger as opposed, as opposed to the stadium course, which is, which is a little bit more difficult. So, yeah, an early good start is a good thing for your players. Do we then rule out anybody who starts at the stadium? Because there are some cheaper guys this week who I like, but if you're telling me don't do it, then I won't do it. No, I, I don't think it's a reason to cross guys off of your list at all because we're just going off of averages. There have been plenty of great finishes like last year, Adam Hadwin finished runner-up. He started on the stadium course. So there are cases like that. If you really like a guy, include him in your core. I just use that as kind of either a tiebreaker or giving an, an extra bump in exposure to guys who are starting on the easier courses. All right, two things I want to cover before we get to the specific players. One, Tony Finau played in Asia last week, and now he's here. I tend to not like guys who have a lot of jet lag. Agree or disagree with the strategy? Yeah, we've talked about that before. Um, it kind of depends on the situation, like how quick of a turnaround is it, where are they coming from. Um, yeah, I, I tend to not like it when they're coming from Asia. Uh, and playing the next week. So I, I think that's reason to probably not uh, roster him, you know, in a tiebreaker situation. Okay. And now my other thing, which I'll get to, and I know I covered this last week, but I mean, people, new people are listening all the time. 
if a guy hasn't played a course before, like Scotty Scheffler, I like the player, but these are three courses. Do we want to go in on a guy like that? Do we want to go underweight, overweight, if we like the player, but he has no track record? That doesn't, it doesn't matter to me so much. Uh, I guess it kind of depends on the course. But like this week, I have no problem with uh, – I, I like Scotty Scheffler a lot. The guy's a stud, uh, and, and he, can, he can succeed on any course. You see rookies do well all the time, and they're playing on courses that they've never played before. Uh, as far as events go, now they've probably played several rounds on that course and practice rounds and leading up to it and, and such. So they, they know the course, um, just not year after year. So I don't really take that into account most of the time. All right. One of the things I love about you is your analytical nature and your game theory. And a lot of times you will either be off a guy because too many people will like him or vice versa. So like this week, is there a guy who will be so highly owned that you will fade him because you figure, look, 30% of the people are on this guy. I want to be one of the 70 who aren't. I don't see anyone really hitting that point probably this week. Last week it was Justin Thomas, and I was I went full fade on that just because I saw a third of the field uh, going to own him, and we talked about that. Like That's a strategic decision that in golf, because it is so high variance, that that happens every once in a while, and, and he misses the cut. And now all of a sudden you have a leg up on a third of the field in GPPs, which is absolutely huge. Now this week, I don't see too many guys approaching that 30 to 35%. Um, Sung Im in the top tier is probably going to be the highest on him and, and maybe Scheffler actually. Uh, but I think 25% is probably tops on those guys. Um, no, I, I'm not going to be doing any real huge strategic fades based on ownership this week. Okay, because we like him. He's a really good golfer, right? I, I like him a lot this week. Yeah, and he's very rosterable because there are so many guys down in that 7K range, low 7K range that are very good this week and uh, allow you to go up top and get pretty much whoever you want. All right, so let's talk about some guys who were good last week but not good enough. Kevin Kisner played pretty well, but he didn't putt as well as we know that he can. He missed a lot of – he was short on a few putts. Is this a week where all of a sudden he can find the range and, you know, win? Yeah, I, I always like looking at um, deep, diving deep into stats to see what guys are doing well. And Kisner, who is perennially, perennially a good putter, has ranked top 20 on the PGA Tour the last two years in stroke skin putting, has not been putting well, but his ball striking has been outstanding. From tee to green, he's been good. His results have been very strong. So once that putter comes around, um, I, you know, that's kind of when things click for guys and they are able to win on tour. And he's been very close, actually, the last few tournaments. So uh, I like him quite a bit this week. All right. When people are new to DFS golf and they go on, and I'm looking at DK right here, and I'll just use Francisco Molinari. They know that name, right? He's at 9,200. So when people gravitate to that name, sometimes I look for names around that name and say, I think I might like these guys more because most of the people are going to go with Molinari. So when I look at Cameron Champ and Cockrack and Answer and Matthew Wolf, is there one guy in that range that we like more than Molinari? Yeah, I kind of like all of them better than Molinari this week. We haven't seen Molinari in a long time, and he hasn't been very good in quite some time. So it's kind of difficult to roster a guy who we haven't seen in a long time. He hasn't really been that effective. Uh, we've seen Wolf, uh, who is just a, a young up-and-comer who's very, very good. Um, I like him. I like Answer as well. He played 
decent last week. He didn't have the, the result that you'd probably need from his salary last week, but, you know, he made the cut, and then he had a couple of top tens before that. So I like him uh, better than Molinari this week, too. And then we already talked about Scheffler, who's just a couple hundred dollars more than Molinari. I would edge toward him instead as well. Now, Lucas Glover has, every time I play this guy, he kills me. I think last year he was like <laughs> plus eight. I don't know if you remember that tournament where he literally <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah. But you know what? Something tells me I want to play him this week, but I remember how this guy screwed me, Jeff. So what do I do about that? you got to erase the memory. You, you can't think that way. Um, but but he's he's not he's going to be pretty popular this week because he has such a good track record here. He's eighty two hundred. He's one of these guys who's just a phenomenal tee to green guy and just a disaster putting. Um, so it all fluctuates. Can he putt average? And if he can, he usually has a pretty good week. I do have some exposure myself in GPPs to him. I probably will end up being underweight on the field. But um, he, he, just because his, his tournament history, people look very closely at tournament history and make a huge decision based on that. Um, I have some exposure. I think I probably will own him at 15%, and I, he'll probably be owned by more than that in GPP this week, probably closer to 18. All right, then I'm fading him for sure. I don't want to be part of the 18. I'll, I'll get back to him when he's lower. All right, Sebastian Munoz single-handedly ruined my life last week, Jeff, because I was slaying it on FanDuel. At one point, I was up to third overall. And then Munoz decided he didn't want to make the cut. Do I go back to a guy who screwed me so badly last week? Because normally, game theory is, I actually do that. I don't hold grudges. I hold them from a year ago, but not from a week ago. (laughs) That's probably, I mean, that's a good strategy because everyone um, who got, who rostered him last week got, burned by him you weren't the only one right right so emotionally people make those decisions say i'm not going back to him but it's probably a good time to go back to him um because a a good player chances are he is going to make the cut now if now if he's strung together a few missed cuts and you look deep into statistics and he's not doing several things well well then you make a decision but just because he missed the cut last week's a bad reason not to and it's probably a, a better reason to go back to him this week especially because he gets a price decrease. He's a high-quality player. So I think it is a good time to just clear the memory and uh, pull the trigger on him again this week. All right, we're talking to Jeff Burgesson from FantasyGolfInsider.com. Check out the site. It has absolutely great tools, great information, highly recommended. Jeff, let me ask you this. Are there certain guys who play better out west than they do east? Like, I'm just thinking guys off the top of my head, Scott Piercy, Shez, certain guys who just seem to gravitate better in, in California. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's a combination of many things. Um, one is it's early season golf, right? The California swing is now. It's January and February. They'll play Torrey Pines. They'll play uh, Genesis. So there's guys who play better at the start of the year, uh, every year. Um, and then also you have to look at the surface, too. The putting surface is generally Poa Greens out west in California. So um, guys that come to mind for me, well, it's, it's kind of funny because Cameron Smith is a guy who always plays well at the start of the season. He ends up winning last week. It wasn't California, but it was early in the year. Um, Charles Howell III is always a good West Coast player. Um, Brendan Steele, too. I mean, he played well last week. He's generally, and he grew up in California, so he usually puts better on Poa Greens, plays better on that California swing. So there's a couple things you need to look at. It's time of year that it's played there, the types of courses, and then also the, the turf type as well. 
All right, you mentioned that there's some guys below 7,000 that you like this week. Give me some names of guys that we could uh, take a look at. Sure, and, and I would be careful. I, um, so there's several guys in the low 7 to 6K range, and, and we talk about this before, but don't overexpose yourself. That just because I, I like a guy in the 6 to 7K range, if he's going to be owned by 3 to 5% of the field, there's no reason that I'm owning him on a quarter of my rosters, right? You're just overexposing yourself to that player, and these are, are more, um, and these are guys down here that you know, have a lower probability of playing well. But when they do, we get them at lower exposure. So um, this week, I like a couple of guys. I like Carlos Ortiz at seventy two hundred. He's a young, younger player. He's twenty eight years old, but he's been playing extremely well lately. Um, I like Bud Colley at seventy three hundred. He is ranking very high on my model because he's a birdie maker, great tee to green guy. Um, I, you mentioned Munoz at 7,400. I like him as well. Cameron Tringali is no secret at 7,100. That's just a great value, and I would lock him in in your cash games. An outstanding cut maker um, and is giving you just a high-quality guy at 7,100. So I'd lock him in for cash. He might be higher owned in GPPs, um, but, but just a great value right there. Uh, dropping down a little bit more in the 6K range. See, Doc Redman is a perfect example of a high upside low downside type GPP play. I owned him last week, missed the cut, just blew up. He was dead by mid mid first round, right? But he's got a high upside and I only lost 8% of my rosters with him last week. So I'm going to go back to him this week because he has the opportunity to put up a top 15 and at 6,800, that'd be a heck of a deal. All right, give me, uh, I've got about two minutes left, Jeff. I'm going to give you a couple more names. Do you like Bronson Burgoon? Do you like DJ Trahan? Uh, any guys really low here? Yeah, I'm okay with both of those names, actually. I own a small percentage of each one. Uh, I like Tyler Duncan, all 6,800. He's played in each of the last two weeks. Again, another guy who missed the cut last week, but I'll go back to him. That is about as low as I'm going, I believe. Uh, no, I do have some Sam Ryder exposure, and he's at 6,500. He took T28 last week at Sony, so I do have a little bit of him as well. Maybe even a Scott Harrington at 6,500 too. So you can go with those guys. All right, Jeff, about 45 seconds. Give me the name of the guy that we don't know today, but you've mentioned him right now, and he's going to do well. Um, I got a couple outrights on some long shots this week because we see guys, um, you know, win who are long shots in this event because it is so high variance. I got Carlos Ortiz at um, 125 to one, um, and so I would go with probably him in the lower range. Um, I'd go with Kisner or Scheffler at about 30 to 40 to one too. All right, Jeff Ferguson, Fantasy Golf Insider. Good luck this week, my friend. You too, Doc. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Wow, good stuff as always. Carlos Ortiz could make you a very rich man. Will you play him? I know I will. Back right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, we're back. Dr. Rota with you here. So we didn't talk about it, but uh, the Red Sox fired manager Alex Cora. And, And I have two words to say. Bye-bye. Adios. Arrivederci. See ya. Hope you're never back in baseball. Or just simply good, as my friend Sean just said. Guy's a cheat. And the truth is, like I said, gives back to his people. I don't think he's a bad guy, but he's a bad guy who did a bad thing. You know what, Mrs., what Mama Roto used to say when I was a kid? I love you because you're my son, but I don't like what you did. I may like Alex Cora. I may love Alex Cora, but I don't like what he did. And no, he should not be allowed back into the game. And by the way, if this guy is not suspended for life, and Pete Rose is, I think Pete Rose should go get a lawyer and go get a little cray-cray. Because I think Pete has an absolute right to get back in if these guys aren't out. I really do. 
These guys cheated and good for the Red Sox. They didn't even wait for the decision to come down. They knew he was out. That was the right thing. 100% the right thing. Did the wrong thing. He's gone. Bye. See ya. That's how it goes. You do the crime, you do the time. How Beltran isn't going to be out, I don't know. The Mets don't The Mets don't like egg on their face like that. It'd be like, it'd be like admitting they did the wrong thing. They're just going to hope it goes away. It probably won't. All right, time now to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. Keep it right here for Wager Talk. They'll be on from 3 to 4. Sean, thank you as always for a great show today. Appreciate you. And uh, thank you, everybody out there, for listening. Tomorrow, I'll have my man Gray Albright back, talking more baseball, talking more fantasy sports, and breaking down the games for this weekend. All right, guys, this is Dr. Roto saying be well. Take care. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.